He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. Welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing episode number. No, we don't do episode numbers. I'm Peter Walker Wilkinson. It's 2021. It's season three, week ten. Even though the docs is week eight, it's okay. We are in week ten. We are almost at the end of the season. Already, what a crazy time to be alive. You know, Bray. Oh, welcome, Braden Martin. How are you going? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good. I'm reading, literally making sure I read the words on the doc for that intro, and I still muck, muck it up. Anyway, <laughs> that's the kind of week I'm having. Uh, welcome to the iRacing Podcast, anyway. This is a news and results version of the podcast, the only version we have currently going at the moment, but that's okay. We're on hiatus for the interview podcast. I hope you enjoyed Madison Down interview on the weekend. The superstar himself, we will be talking about him very soon when we get to some news. Uh, but right now, thank you to CD Syntography Brewster Coffee, that's B-R-E-W-S-T-R dot coffee, 24-7 Race Control and Drivers Club for bringing this silly show to your ears. Uh, and let's get straight into it, Brayden. We've got some stuff happening. Actually, before we go to that, this week it's brought to you by that Brewster Coffee, which congratulations, uh, Ashley Noel. The, the Brewster Coffee itself has hit 30,000 Coffee stores worldwide rated on the website, so there's definitely going to be one near you. So pop one there, add add another one to it. Get your favourite um, coffee shop up there on the on Brewster Coffee, or find out a new one that you haven't tried it yet. Still no review. Send us in a review. I want to want to read one out live, but uh, definitely check over the website. He's been very helpful to us, and he's doing a really good job with us uh, uh, racing with us as well. So thank you, Ashley Knowles, for helping support us. But Braden, mate, what have you been up to? Yeah, actually did a few, well, when I say a few, did something a little bit different this week, which was nice. Obviously, the officials were at Imola, so we had to jump in there for some skippy action, which was which was good fun. Um, enjoy Im- no, enjoy Imola. No, no, no. enjoy Imola. The words the Imola and fun and no, no, don't do them. <laughs> don't use those well, words together. Thank I'm a, God I must admit, Imola's gone in the background. Let's give, put it behind us. <laughs> well, I must admit, last time it was in the officials, I found i really struggled there like i didn't seem to have many good races um but the three i did this week went pretty well so i did one on the tuesday night i think i think i jumped in on the tuesday or the wednesday night and i think it was the tuesday um instead of doing uh aussie car practice i am um, pretty much went straight into that and had a pretty good result which was nice um well, you had a good result you're getting a few of them lately. I'm getting a bit jealous. Yeah, so I had a win, which was really nice. Uh, so keep building that R rating. And then um, I did another no race. No code errors and no no disconnections. No, no logging in and to get out. into your in. No. Ah, it's all seeming good. Uh, going along quite swimmingly lately in everything other than Aussie car, but we could talk about that later. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, no, no cars <laughs> taking you out from. Um, no, we won't go there yet. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that was really nice. Had a win. Um, I did a race there on Sunday. No, might have been Saturday, rather, um, as well, um, and got a second there, which was really good as well. Um, yeah, on Saturday, I'm pretty sure that was. It was either Saturday or early Sunday morning. Uh, just behind um, Eduardo Velasquez, uh, which was an interesting race. Um, yeah, so just three tenths off him. So first and a second. Uh, and then did the warm-up race for uh, Sunday Night Lights. So the 8.40, 7.45 my time session. Um, 
before the big one um, at 8.45. And it's probably the worst race I've had in a long time, to be honest. I made quite a few errors. Um, kind really of got, does that, mate. Yeah, I kind of got forced into going too wide through Villeneuve um, early on in the race uh, and made contact with someone, thankfully. Well, luckily, on my behalf, he was the one who came off worst off and, you know... It was a tricky one because he kind of pushed me out wide and left me nowhere to go, and I still had to make the corner. So it was either practically stop and get swamped by the rest of the field or hope that he wouldn't swoop down on top of me and we wouldn't make contact, and we just made wheel-to-wheel contact. Um, But I didn't get any damage and kept going. He didn't. Um, And then I had Nathan Wade uh, coming up behind me real quick, super fast driver, who um, chased me down and... I got through and obviously I was able to stay with him with all the draft. Um, but rather than leapfrogging him, I said to him over radio, like, you just keep going. I'm just going to sit in your toe. And I was kind of hoping he would drag us up to the, the leading yeah. group or the, the next driver at the very least. And um, unfortunately, I underestimated how much draft staying in the draft would <laughs> keep instead of pulling out and, um, you know, going around. And I just finished telling him, no, nah, mate, I'm just going to sit behind you. You keep going and broke what I thought was early than way earlier than normal, but still not early enough. And I had to really put on the brakes last minute and gave him a little tap in the rear, which sent him through to get a slowdown, um, oh. cutting, cutting the first uh, chicane there or first, you know, section of corners. Um, so I pulled over and let him take off and go in front and basically just sat behind him for the rest of the race and didn't bother trying to overtake him. Like, oh, I probably could have maybe made a move on the last lap, but I was just like, nah, I, I've had 11 X's this race. I don't think I've had 11 X's in a race in a very, very long time. I might just uh, yeah. sit this one out. And then, um, so yeah, that was a fifth, which was good. And then did Sunday night lights, which I guess I could touch on quickly. We'll do a bit more of a review of it later on. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that went pretty good again. I was the car fifteen. Chasty joined us uh, for SNL this week, his first Sunday Night Lights race. Um, we'll maybe talk about his race a little bit later. But uh, mine ended up going pretty well. Managed to stay out of quite a bit of trouble that there was early on in the race. I qualified P ten, uh, being car fifteen. So you know, I was uh, pretty happy with that um, and managed to yeah stay out of trouble and and have a pretty good battle with a couple of drivers. I kind of felt like. Um, the one who finished in front of me, whose name uh, slips my mind, it was, give me a second and I will find it. It was uh, Axel Valero. Um, I, I kind of felt like he brake checked me coming into the last Ravazza on the second to last lap, um, which caused me to slow down and basically, yeah, drop have to drop back a full, full another gear to keep keep that momentum up and um takumi yamato uh almost took us both or did take us both because of it um he reckons he had a slowdown that he hadn't cleared yet but i don't know he like parked it right on the apex so well it wasn't a great spot to be trying to clear your slowdown let's just say that um yeah ended up managing to hold on just behind him for for sixth place so another really good uh strong finish in snl which was awesome but uh 
me and the boys, we did a VRS endurance race uh, Saturday night. Yeah, uh, I know. At Charlotte Roval. So out I missed out on this, but yeah, tell us what happened. It was uh, not the best results, but not the worst results either. So nah, it wasn't the best results, but we had fun. We had the uh, two Tims. They they drove in the BMW. Um, we both both cars made top split, um, which was kind of cool. So we were in the same race together. So we we set off in two two cars, and uh, Nathan and myself drove the the locked on Ferrari. So we had the Locked on racing the car two six eight the uh, Peter yep. Wilkinson dedicated car, <laughs> and and then we had um, the locked on Tim's team because there was uh, Tim Tim Corn and Tim Harris. Yeah. I did uh, see so, that. I have yeah. seen. Yeah, I keep on forgetting to make a second team because we were going to need that. But it, yeah. anyway, thank you for that. That's all good. So. Yeah, it, it went okay. Um, Nathan was a bit late jumping in, so he was a little bit maybe panicked coming to qualifying. He ended up qualifying the car, didn't probably do his best times, uh, I think he would admit, um, and put us in 30th. Um, we both hadn't really done that much practice, to be honest. I only practiced for maybe an hour, a couple of hours, well, if that, um, on on Saturday. And I won't lie, I don't think I made it maybe more than 12 laps without either putting it in the wall, having a bad spin that definitely would have got me collected or, or something along those lines. So we weren't feeling too confident. So he qualified us P30, uh, but Tim Harris had a mega qualifying. He put it on P9, uh, which was really wow. awesome to He's see. So, That's yeah, so that was awesome. So we had, you know, a couple of cars in different spots in the field. Nathan took up the first stint um, for us. Um, and as he does, just, you know, kept it line of stern, kept himself out of trouble, managed to do his whole... Uh, first stint, basically 40 or so minutes without making any kind of error until he just tapped the exit, uh, the wall on the exit just before you come back onto the oval section, um, which gave us yeah. some bent steering, had the steering about 45 degrees. So he managed to stay out and complete the stint, um, not losing too much time. You know, he's probably, you know, maybe three quarters of a second to a second slower a lap, but just wasn't worth pinning early for, in our opinion. Um, yeah, when we came in, we had about two and a half or three minutes worth of uh optional repairs that we decided to take. Um, Nathan said, like, it, the car wasn't great to drive, uh, yeah. the steering wheel was 45 degrees, so we took the optional repairs, which put us a few laps down. Um, but yeah, he had a sense, yeah, so, yeah, it straightened up the steering, and and he yeah. um, he he managed to do the stint 0x, which was really cool. Um, so I jumped in the car for my stint. Um, I think by that stage we were sort of hanging around the 20th sort of mark or look on track to sort of be around the 22nd ish sort of mark. We're up a few spots. Um, uh, and we were a little bit higher than that before we obviously took, took the repairs. Um, my stint was going pretty well. I was really consistent. Um, I was probably faster than I was expecting to be. I was sort of able to lap pretty consistently in the low 18s, which was which was nice, and and basically the same about the same time Nathan lost that little bit of conversa- concentration, got a little bit too eager on the throttle and tapped the same wall as he did. Didn't do anywhere near as much damage as he uh, he did, thankfully. And the car was still well drivable. I actually did my fastest lap um, after after hitting the wall. The steering yep. was a little bit loose, but not not too bad. Um, and we got we got ourselves back up. I think we took another forty five or fifty seconds. Uh, optional repairs when I finished my stint I was absolutely spewing I went 
basically 55 odd minutes with zero x and then just one x into that last chicane um, yeah. and not only one x i don't know if you watched the clip that i've chucked up in the discord yeah, uh, went around yeah. went around turn one and there was an accident but the cars started flickering in and out and one car was in front of me then it wasn't then it was in the wall then it was in front of me again and if you go oh, back yeah. and look i drive straight through a car like front the, the whole car goes through the front of the car and gets zero damage, which was really, really lucky. Wow, very um, lucky. Yeah, so ended up uh, bringing it home with just the 1X and then Nathan jumped in for the final stint and we were up to about, I think we were looking like we are going to finish 20th or 19th at best. Um, and unfortunately, with about 20 minutes to go, Nathan um, spun it into turn one um, and in the in the process of trying to get back around in that really tight walled off section someone just drove straight into him and uh, that, that was the end of the night so i think we ended up 25th uh tim and tim had a little bit worse luck than us probably they had a really early accident which caused them to pit a bit earlier than they wanted after trying to get the car around as best they can found themselves about five laps down and then yeah managed to fight their way back up and ended up finishing about 20th I think we finished about 23rd. So, yeah, it was it was really, really good fun. I'll definitely have to do another one soon. So Yeah, I'm definitely keen. I'll try and get one before Petit Le Mans happens. But, um, yeah, miss, miss yeah. the old Enduro. And then, obviously, um, we, we both had Aussie car, unless you want to talk about your first foray into the ANS car scene first. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll start with my stuff. So, first of all, I got a little trophy during the week. So Very um, nice. Thank you, Ira, and the Locked On iRacing podcast for <laughs> got a little badge in the middle there. So... <laughs> um, for Aussie car skip barbers road, to, it doesn't actually say road to 2k on there, it just says third place. Oh, no, it does say R2, you're right up the top there. Yeah, third place in the road to 2k, so an eight Grand Prix. So, thank you, Ira, and uh, prestige trophies who we're not sponsored by. Um, but yeah, thank you for that. It's a yeah, really nice looking trophy. So, the kids had a, had a blast coming home and seeing that, and they're like, Where'd you get that? and I had to ask all these questions about it. But yes, yeah, so as you mentioned, we went to Daytona in the Xfinity Thunder series for Anne's car, so. Um, took the Ford Mustang, the newly painted Ford Mustang, locked on lads, um, 268 out for a spin around Daytona and didn't get any practice before the race, didn't get on till about 20 minutes before the race and did a few laps and, you know, you know, my ovals, I don't feel like I'm quite on the pace and then all of a sudden did qualifying and I've got, I'm in the Aussie, sorry, in the Ansgar chat, voice chat and, um, Carl starts giving me advice about doing doing qualifying. He's like, you know, do you, do you start to talk about this stuff, and I'm fully concentrating, so I'm not even listening to him, but I'm already finished qualifying. And at that stage, I think I would P4, P5, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is no good. I just got to beep that out. Anyway, um, and then, yeah, end up P10 out of, like, a 30-car field, and I'm like, well, this is... Not where I wanted to be. Got super nervous, and <laughs> um, Carl has mentioned to me since by looking at the replay, I was running the twelve to one ratio for the steering because I jumped in so late and forgot to change it. So the trucks will usually run fourteen to one. Uh, he suggests even sixteen to one. So you got that looser steering. Um, so air, you, your little movements don't move the car around so much. Which when you're in the draft and at speed on banking, yeah, a little move moves the car a fair way. So. That's what I had. I had a very jittery car going around, I think, the second or third lap and just tapped the wall intense still. Probably fell back a little bit. Like, I just, you know, I wasn't, didn't get a very good start and all that kind of stuff, but just tapped the wall and then lost it, spun it into about four, took four other cars out with me. Of course, the first caution of the race, 20 minutes of repairs, optional and required. 
um, waited that out, went out to the track, waited for all the cars to pass just so I could not, you know, not take anyone else out. Just going to, you know, lap around behind everyone and did a lap. No warning signs, no nothing. Cars feeling okay, just not going full speed and the engine blows. So uh pulled out, then went to Imola and did some practice while I was um, waiting for the race to finish. And yeah, so that was my first effort into Anne's car. Had, had pace, uh, just, yeah, stuffed up and did it off. But I've been doing some Darlington today, just took the... the car around for about 100 laps today or 100 laps that i got around um i feel like i'm getting there but i'm just not consistent enough i do about four or five laps and i hit a wall um the wall damage doesn't do too much to the car when you just scrape it like not like daytona where you just lose aero it's not that big an aero track you're talking more about you know good consistent cornering which i think i've got for the turn one two it's the turn three four i'm not quite there yet but yeah, do a bit more practice tomorrow and hopefully, yeah, stay on the track for the whole race. Hopefully qualify further down the field. That's where I want to be. I don't want to be up in the middle and the front. Is it uh, one of those th- annoying tracks where the three and four is very different to one and two? Oh, like it's not it's not an oval oval? <laughs> completely different. And you look at yeah. it on the map, right? You got a really narrow one, two, and then you got a really wide open three, four. And you're like, oh, cool. I can just belt it around three, four as fast as I can. You know, it's nice and wide. It's not tight at all. Just got to practice one, two. One, two has got that much banking on it. You can fly into it almost full pelt, just maybe a little lift, and then grab the banking, coast around, and then there's a real tight bit at the exit on two. And if you don't lift a little bit, you just shoot straight into the wall on the side. So you lift right, you cruise around, because the banking actually steps up a little bit, and you can shoot yourself out with a heap of speed. But then you get to three, four, the banking's nowhere near as tight as, as high. So... You go in and you've actually got a... I've been braking and then coasting. And even coasting, I'm drifting up towards the wall. So um, it's one of those things that it's like every lap you're thinking, okay, you've got to make sure which turn you're coming into. And one of them, you you go in low, up high, out high. The other one, you go up high and sort of exit out low almost. And um, yeah, it's it's a a very... I've had Edward Foster and um, Carl Withy mentioning stuff to me last week after the race last week, and they're both saying that um, it's one of the hardest oval tracks out there. So be interested to see. There'll be many cautions. So it's just staying on the lead lap. Um, you know, fuel doing about one liter a, a lap. So you know, just got to look after that and look after the tires. Very hard on tires too. So not that I really got to see that in my five lap stints, but. Yeah, we'll see. I'll get some more practice in tomorrow and we'll see where we're at. Hopefully a bit better job than, than last week. But other than that, Anne's car, Oscar, Aussie car. There's too many cars that's down the same. Um, Aussie car. So we went to Imola. Thank God that's over. Um, <laughs> you had a crappy race too, which we'll talk about. You had a very good race one and I had... Another one of those nights, um, Alex John joined my stream and, and, and wanted to play Wilco Bingo and um, pretty much ticked off his whole card in, in, in about one, one or two minutes. So uh, first of all, race one didn't have pace in qualifying. It was down. Well, it wasn't too bad, actually, in qualifying. I wasn't too disappointed. 16th, 17th for me, race one, I'm happy with that. Uh, was racing around, had did half a lap, felt like I was 
you know, battling with Dennis Hancock of all people and, you know, holding my own with him and no one was really pushing up beside me. But then up the top there, the sweeping left-hander, never done this before in any of the practice sessions, just lost the rear and then went inwards, in towards the inside of the track, couldn't stop it, just both tyres against the wall at once, bounced off, thought, oh, yeah, that's not too bad no straight-on body damage, and then um, waited for the cars to come past, which is going to tack onto the end and lap and meatball. So finished the lap, went in the pits. 45 seconds required repairs for a meatball, which is pretty much, I guess, I must have blown a tyre or something. <laughs> um, got back out there. The bit steering was a bit bit bent, and she didn't have full, full speed in the line, but I wasn't doing too bad. And then um, the steering a bit bent, saw me in that 10, 11, 12 section just bump a, a, a curb a bit too much there and, and spin out. And then by that stage, I was watching really the clock because the leaders were starting to catch up on me and, you know, I just pulled over to the side. And I love that uh, David Haynes and Jason Fewens think that I'm actually in the wall and, and, and cars written off. But all I did was just pull the car over and let the whole field go past so I didn't kill anyone else. But I've got about well, 10, 15 seconds of video time. Uh, broadcast time for that. Uh, but yeah, then finished, you know, pretty much dead last besides the people who were, who, who crashed out. But then it got all interesting. We'd get out of the session, go back into the session. And my point of view is literally on top of my, the, the lightning bolt on top. So I can't even see the steering wheel. I'm that far forward in the car. Everything's stretched. Just bizarre looking. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I can't fix it. We got, it's a five-minute qualifying, one-lap qualifying at Imola. It's four minutes to get around that track two times just to get one lap in, so I've got a minute. So I'm like, okay, we'll just go. We'll see what happens. We'll fix it in between. But it was that stretch that when I turned the car, the, turned the wheel like 10 degrees, it was like 60 to 70 degrees in game. So I come up to turn two, and I turned a little bit to turn in, and I bloody went straight into the wall to the left. And I'm like, oh, no, it's no good. So I did the whole reboot the game. Killed the game, started back up, got back in just as quality finished. Gridding's about to start. I'm like, that would have fixed it. Nah, I'm still down the front of the car. I'm like, oh no. So I threw the field of view way back and that seemed to work, but I had no proof that my steering was fixed. So I'm sitting there at the back of the grid. I've got Clayton Davies behind me in Discord and I'm like, mate, I'm pulling over. You go straight past me because I don't want to take anyone else out here. But the so I've pulled over at the start and just everyone's slowly gone past. I'm like, okay, cool. No problems. I'm fine. I'm turning. It's okay. It's all safe. All weird looking. Like my black boxes and everything's all put out completely. I don't know what's going on. And um, made a mistake in 11-12, about halfway through the, the race. Just a little one. Clipped too much curb. Wobbling the foot down and spun it. Uh, kicked, kick flipped it. Came back out. Not too bad. I was... I was still lapping okay, but Braden, mate, my fuel. I did ten laps. <laughs> Everyone I'm else start- is bit- I'm starting to think you've hacked Ira's forty percent <laughs> limit, and you're just going around with fifty or sixty percent. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but yeah, no, look, I knew I was I was good on fuel, and uh, I love the confusion once again. I've done with David Haynes and um, Jason Fuels are sitting there going, "What is he doing? What's going on?" Like. What has he done? Everyone's done nine laps, and I'm doing ten laps. And yeah, it was it was just on that borderline where I think I came in with point three, like he was about to cough when I stopped the pit and then came back out. And I think that really helped because considering I went, I started at the back of the field, 
also spun and still came home in like 16th or 17th. I think the overcut that far really worked, but I was racing around with like John Schultz and uh, Sean Doyle for a couple of laps there. But yeah, it was good fun. We got a bit more broadcast time, but I didn't get as much broadcast time as you did, mate. You got replay after replay. <laughs> what happened, mate? Race one. Let's go there first. Yeah, race one was pretty pretty standard race, I suppose. Um, qualified fourth, so continued that you know much improved qualifying um, that I've managed to pull off this season. It's been pretty nice to be basically in the top sort of four, I think, every sort of race, except for maybe the oval race so far. I don't know. I could could be yep. mistaken, but um, yeah, and just sort of drove around with Alex and Chasty and Ben. Um, and and the other Alex as well, I'm pretty sure. And we just sort of, <laughs> yeah. It's, um, he, yeah. If you're watching this broadcast this week, I, I think Jay's going to have a little um, nod to that comment as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I thought I'd drop it in here for the podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, so with Alex John um, as well. Yeah. So yeah, just sort of we went around. It was all pretty pretty tame and. Um, Unfortunately, sort of Alex and Chasty drove off a little bit. Ben had a slowdown uh, that kind of dropped him back um, and sort of meant he ended up behind me. I didn't quite have the pace early on the cold tires to stick with Mikella and Chasty, so I kind of dropped back out of their draft. And then Ben eventually caught me, um, and I basically just tried to sit in his draft um, and hope that we could catch back up, but we we couldn't really, and I didn't really have much for for Ben's pace, so ended up finishing fourth, um, which was fine. It's at the moment finishing fourth is like liquid gold for me at the moment. Yeah. So um, yeah, race at least two you finished. Hey, that's the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so race two uh, qualified fourth again. So consistent um, with the qualifying um, continues on. Um, but like race twos have been race twoing, <laughs> I uh, got myself in, involved in things. So the first, the first part, I suppose, was Alex had his issue that we might mention a little bit more later on and sort of went off and left uh, Chasty, uh, Ben, myself, um, and Alex John, basically one, yep. two, three, and four, um, driving pretty well um, until... <laughs> we got onto the pit straight. No, I'm sorry, sorry, Farron, for having to bring this up. I know uh, I private messaged you <laughs> after the race last week, and his comment was, well, "At least you aren't recording the podcast this week." And I, and I think you might be thinking about the interviews podcast. We're still, <laughs> we're still recording the news one, so I do apologise. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Farron had already had some problems early in the race. Um, so it was obviously a, a lap down and was, was coming out of the pits and saw that the leading group were coming up and I think had a bit of a panic, not wanting to slow us up and tried to cut across the track to get away from where the racing line is, but sort of in turn misjudged the, um, the speed, the speed difference. Yeah. yeah uh, which basically led him straight into the path of, not the other Alex, Alex John, <laughs> um, and just smashed straight into him. And then um, the result from that basically sent Farron flying across to the other side of the track. I'd basically dove to the right to try and miss because, you know, Chasty and Alex John were on the left and that's where Farron headed. So I tried to jump over to the right, um, me and Ben, 
and he just went from the left-hand side of the track and shot straight across to the right-hand side of the track. Somehow, Chastity's missed it. Ben's managed to pull up behind me. Um, and, yeah, Chastity and Ben drove off into the sunset, and me and Alex John uh, cried tears in your in your Twitch stream. So, that's, uh, yeah. That, you that did was... well, mate. Get my viewer numbers up. You're doing a really good job there, mate. <laughs> So yeah, that well, was the story of my second race and basically just, just the story of my season at the moment. Yeah. It's just one of those anything that can go wrong will go wrong <laughs> seasons at the moment. So yeah, it's it's yeah. a um it's a mistake that, that's easy to make, but yeah. it's just one that you gotta learn from. And um if you if you listen to this and and you're ever in a in a position where you are coming up but the leaders are coming up behind you, keep your line. Just keep your line. Don't do anything silly, and they will go around you. They're faster cars. They'll they'll definitely get around you. So yeah. And I um, guess the other thing is, if you are listening, Farron, like I know you've said a couple of times, you're going to give yourself the rest of the season off. Just just come back. Right. Like no, yeah, don't definitely. don't worry about it. Like we're all we've all made it. We're all, uh, I my own teammate two weeks ago. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So it's it just happens. one of those things. Unless you've been in the position, it's really hard to really get a gauge on what you need to do and. Yeah, I've done it before in other races. You feel like you're doing the right thing, but it actually ends up being worse. And it's just yeah. a mistake you learn from. And the only way you learn from those mistakes is by having them happen. So That's definitely it. don't um, ostracize yourself for the rest of the season. We're more than happy to see you running around um, in Aussie car um, with no hard feelings. So, yeah. That's a lot of yeah. us talking about ourselves, Pete. Well, I've got one more thing because I'll All give right. you a quick update on my field of view thing. So apparently what happened is iRacing decided in between race one and race two to completely wipe my field of view settings. <laughs> I went back in there. It's got, for my triple monitor, zero inches for everything, for all the measurements, and it's got 78 degrees field of view. So nice. I had to, this afternoon, oh, this morning, I finally got the urge to... <laughs> After the the crappy of of, of it, I've, I finally went. Yeah, look, I've got to jump back on this horse. It'll be fixed by now. I've done updates on the computer. I've done everything I can, and um, yeah, it was still the same. I'm like, oh no! So I ended up having to just go back, did a full field of view calculator reset on everything, just put everything in fresh, and it come up perfect. So thank you, iRacing, for deleting my field of view settings. By the way, one other thing. Yeah. Just if we're grumbling at iRacing and uh, not getting things right. Um, I definitely could have come out and stolen one more point away from Top Split TV because Alex John had obviously left iRacing. He jumped out of the session completely and I sat in to sort of watch yeah, you guys. I saw this. And, at, and at the time, it said I was in front of him. Like I was 24th and he was 25th. So I was like, yeah. oh, there's no one else I can... Once the cars were repaired, there was, no, there was only like two or three laps left. There was no one else I could over jump. Um, and yeah. gain any points from. So I'm like, I'll oh, stuff it. I'll just sit here and watch. Well, anyway, as soon as the race cross, everyone crosses the line, all of a sudden I go from 24th to 25th and he jumps and gets an extra point from me. Yeah, so, so I was people, a bit salty about that. Around. It was, so, um... you know, if if this season comes down to one point for the team's championship, I'm going to feel like a right goose, aren't I? Yeah. Because you you said it in, in Discord and I, I looked yeah. over and I, was, I went, I went, no, no, you're ahead of Alex John. I won't even mention it. Don't worry. I, I almost it was about to say, just do a lap. Just to make sure 100% on the no, no, he's a bit, he's ahead, it's fine. And then, yeah, lo and behold, <laughs> you grumbling at the end, yeah. going, I just got dropped. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, not happy about that, but we move. No, let's move into, in like that, to the news and up, uh, news and updates. Uh, we do have some updates this week. I think we've been missing patch notes for a while, but that's our fault. 
Uh, but the news this week is brought to you by our new sponsor, driversclub.net.au, where you'll hear from Kyle later on. He's got an update on V Indy Day, IndyCar Race Day. I'm going to stuff that up so many times. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, go check out driversclub.net.au. Uh, they're, like I said last week or in the promo, it's 12 bucks for a 10 bucks for a 12 month period. Uh, get all the racing you want. Currently, they've got the hard and fast drivers club, um, V8 series, both the old school and the, the current spec, uh, Fords and Holdens racing around there at different races. Uh, the last race is, uh, just happened. The second last race is happening tonight and last race is happening in two weeks time. So Jump in for that series if you're a V8 fan and it got Tuesday night free. And also, as you as I said before, V Indica, you'll hear a bit more about their little run around the Charlotte Legends uh, road course, which is pretty cool. So uh, definitely check over there uh, from, like I said, from next season, V Indicars, which starts on September 22. The season two will be aired on Race Stars TV. So go check that all out. But the news and the updates, uh, we've got patch notes, mate. So we'll quickly go into that. Now, there's a few exciting things in there for me. The levitating, um, or the sorry, the floating witches caps at Red Bull Ring have been grounded, which I thought was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, there was, there's a whole heap of the dirt stain on, on Alton Park in particular and Laguna Seca, which is being reduced. Um and I guess the big thing is obviously Rallycross, um, oh, sorry, the, the Mount Washington road course got added in the last patch. Um, there was another thing that jumped out at me. I'm just trying to find it now. Um, the Subaru's got some uh, some improved audio, which is really good, uh, and some windscreen reflections. Um, and that's the major thing. It's not a huge amount of stuff outside yeah. of the, the new track. I guess the best, uh, the big thing was the update to the rendering. Um, they integrated that new oh, speed yes. tree uh, into their game engine. So basically, this was a, a 3D vegetation modeling and rendering system um, for films and games. Um, so basically, it gave the artists some new tools to build location specific trees and then quickly place them um, at the yeah, racetrack. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so helps render trees more efficiently um, and with a bit more level of detail, um, which is which good. Is and, really and, yeah, and I'm guessing they released this at this time based on um, it was basically making its debut at the Mount Washington track, and then they're going to start using it a bit more extensively in the future. So um, that was from August 11. There hasn't been any new patch notes since then. Um, I'm assuming we'll probably get some tomorrow, maybe, or the, the night after, uh, maybe yeah. ready for next week. So Definitely. So from there, we move into the E-Series, which does start tomorrow night. So by the time you're listening to this tonight, uh, we... Look, I haven't talked to Braden yet, but we were planning some coverage and I just don't think we're going to get time to. A, because it's on while I'm racing Anne's car and B, because we would have to wait till Aussie car Thursday night, which we're already doing stuff, and then Friday night, so I wouldn't get out to you till Saturday, which is sort of a bit late. But I don't know, what do you reckon, Braden? Just cover it in the, in the results, I guess? Yeah, we might just have to dedicate a section to in, into it, into the results. Just means this one might be an even longer podcast. Yay, how good's that? Uh, we're getting close to some things we probably need to do to make things move around a little bit. Because, yeah, two hours last week and this one will be pushing on two hours. And I think they're going to be not much less than two hours from here on out. Uh, so anyway, let's go into the latest E-Series news. Uh, the first one I picked up that you're not even got in this little list is the safety car. They literally just dropped this before we started. Uh, the new safety car that's coming out. 
which the big news is there's going to be a safety car, mandatory safety car period in both the All-Stars and the Pros races, which I don't know. I guess it's for TV. It's really good. But, you know, with Aussie car, the safety cars haven't been the best. But it is a BP Ultimate safety car. It's a, They've picked the Ford GTE, um, but it does look very hot. Have you seen this yet? I haven't, no, but it doesn't. I'm surprised that something got dropped before we recorded the podcast. That's unusual. Normally it would be dropped at, at like 9 o'clock this, tomorrow, tonight or something. So Yeah, I looked at it and it said zero hours since it. I'm like, it was fresh, fresh right off it. So the, <laughs> the other big news uh, for this is the driver. So we are getting Josh Muggleton is going to be driving for both uh, driving this in both the um, the East the both these series the Pro and the All Stars. So uh, like I said, the big news out of that really is the safety car. What do you think of the safety car being involved in both the Pro and the uh, All Stars? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's obviously for a TV thing um, with the the um, mandatory side of it. It's not just if there's a crash or whatever. I'm, I'm assuming they'll do it if there's a big crash as well, right? If they're going to have a manually driven safety car, I'm assuming that's that's why well, they've got it out there. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's good good for viewing. Um, I know, you know, when um, OSR, for instance, do their, like, Bathurst 12 Hours or any of the series they run in Scops, uh, the safety car's done really well, and I think it adds to it. Um, and, obviously, the flexibility of having it manually driven uh, means they don't have to be out there for three laps or... Or they can, you know, do it at the pace they want to do it at, um, and at their discretion a bit, bit easier, which is good, and also give wave rounds in the way that they want to do it. So it'll be interesting to see who's running the behind the scenes of that um, mm. as well. So cool. yeah. Uh, so we've also got some new sponsors that have come on with the Cash Converters Supercars E Series. Uh, so obviously BP, Shaw, um, Pioneer DJ, Picks. Uh, Logitech Shannon's Next Level Racing, Auckland Unlimited. If you had to put letters together like that, don't make me try and say it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, cool. Not much to, to, to say there, but it is news. So there you go. Um, they keep on mentioning, they'd love to mention, features a 26,500 prize pool for the gamers, uh, for the pro gamers. Uh, and $10,000 will be awarded to the victor. Um, they, they love it. Every press conference has, every press release has that in it like three times. Anyway, so after that, we've got, um, so Brady Myers is joining Shell V-Power in the E-Series for the All-Stars. Um, are you surprised they're not running two cars? Yeah, well, they are in the main side, in the All-Stars yeah. side. They're obviously running Anton and Will. Um, yep. But yeah, it looks like it's just the just the one um, in the uh, pro section, so... Obviously, Brady's been driving a long time, um, and basically, he's, uh, you know, up, up, up at the top and at the top of the game. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But yeah, uh, for such a prominent team in the actual V8 Supercar series, it's a bit of a surprise. And I suppose having that connection with Scott McLaughlin, who was um, yeah. big um, on sim racing in general, um, yeah. it is a bit of a surprise to see that they haven't dived a bit deeper into this one. Yeah, especially when you go to, we'll skip down to to the bottom one, which is Brad Jones Racing. Now, we talked to Madison down a couple of weeks ago and released on the weekend, and uh, it was interesting that he didn't even know that he was racing for them when we were talking to him, but whether mm. he's been coy about that, I guess, or not. But they're they're putting in three guys. So they've got Burton down and um, Susan Harlow. So that's a very strong outfit, but 
you know, how are they putting in three and, you know, Silv- Shell's only putting in one. It's a bit, yeah. a bit weird. And not, not only three, but all four pro drivers are also yeah. driving the series with Percat, Hazelwood, Macaulay Jones, and Jack Smith as well. So they've got seven cars uh, racing on the night overall. It's uh, obviously a big, big difference in... Um... Yeah, I don't know. Is, is Jack Smith an all-star? Is he? No, we won't go there. <laughs> um, so, look, the other one. So, you have Golding and McLean. Uh, who are they racing for at this season? Yeah, so um, Golding uh, and McLean are racing for some of the the Pioneer DJ team and also for the Shore team, I think, alongside um, Simon Feigl, or Feigl, um as well in the Shore racing um outfit um and that's also with alongside Corey Shepherd in the Pioneer DJ Racing uh team as well. So um yeah obviously McC- uh, not McCauley, sorry. Um McLean is a Super Two driver, a rookie in the in the Super Two series. Um and yeah James Golding um contesting the six round series as well. So it's going to be um it's going actually going to be a pretty good field to be honest. Like I'm actually yeah, so- looking forward to seeing it. One you haven't got on here is Cash Converters announced their team for the E series, and Ooh, you say I don't have behold, it on there, but I do have it on there. Oh, do you? There you go. <laughs> the, the top one is it? Just, Justin Ruger uh, is joining the number one draft pick, Emily Jones. Look down the iRacing's very own Emily Jones, number one draft pick. Congratulations, Emily. That's an awesome job with that. But yeah, driving the Cash Converters team now. She's in some hot form. Definitely. Where do you think she goes in this massively overstacked field that they've got going? Yeah, well, obviously she she can do anything really. Um, after her performance at Imola, um, in the Scots Enduro, uh, pulling off a fourth place, you know, I think I think she'll be right up there. Uh, obviously the field's stacked, but she's got experience it's, and form on her side at the moment. It's so not like the Scots field isn't stacked every week either, yeah, especially exactly in the right. Enduro season. Jesus. Um, That's exactly right. Yeah, so look, I think she's a good shot at this. Uh, obviously, Madison Down would be currently sitting as favourite since he is leading Scops. He's he's the form driver, but is he the form driver? I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Who's your pick out of all those names we've mentioned over the last two weeks? Anyone in particular? Oh, it's it's tricky. Like you got. You know, you got Dane Warren and okay, so Brady and Madison Dow and geez, different like, question. Take any these, of them. Any of these guys? Do you think are going to overperform because they're racing with an actual V8 team? Like we're not talking about the draft guys. But we're talking about the ones that are are coming in and racing for the Red Bulls. And 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 obviously, we talked to Br- uh, Madison Down, and he said how much working with Brad Jones team racing actually, or Brad Jones racing actually helped him. Anyone going to, you know, go above what they're really, really are at the moment? I I think for sure. I think it depends on a couple of things though. Um, The one thing that we probably got from talking to Madison was how serious Brad Jones racing were at, well, this is something we want to invest in and we can see how we can benefit you, but they could also see how Madison could benefit them. Um, So I think if you're alongside a team like that, that's showing you you, that kind of faith and and giving you those kind of opportunities, then, yeah, you're going to work your butt off to try and impress and and do the most you can. But, you know, when you look at 
cars like the Shell V-Power team who have just chucked in one car and it almost feels tokenistic. And I have no, obviously, reason to know what it is like behind the scenes there. But, you know, if they're maybe not as supportive and, and whatever, then maybe you might not work as hard as, as you might as a, um, a driver for like a Brad Jones Racing. But I think ultimately hey, this is your chance to impress and show that you know something about racing and that you can you can steer. And anytime you've got eyes on you from real-life professionals, if you're wanting to make it um, any kind of transfer over or eventually jump in some kind of real car, whether it's just for a test day or whether it's to eventuate into something much bigger, then, yeah, you'll be um, definitely striving to do your best, won't you? So the, big, the other big question, I guess, is does anyone beat SVG in the ovals? Absolutely um, not. No. <laughs> uh well, because it's because it's ovals. I mean, who knows? But um, I think you saw last time he was pretty witty. <laughs> yeah. So, do you reckon they leave damage off for the pros as oh, well? I hope not. I hope not. Okay. I hope not. Um, I was going to say the one I think that might jump out will be Matt uh, Matt Stone Racing. Um, I know they've. Obviously, they were fielding a fairly good team. I'm just trying to find it now, but I can't quite seem to find it. We talked about it last week. Um, but, you know, they've got Kostecki in there anyway, and we know how much Kostecki likes the, the E-Series. So, you know, they've got to be pushing pushing that side of it fairly well. So Yeah, and there's, um, a, there's a, ton of other, a ton of other drivers that have, um, that have jumped in, like um, <laughs> uh, one of the E-Series drivers is Tony D'Alberto. Di- you know, like yep. for those yep. that remember him being around the place, um, he's going to co-drive at the Bathurst 1000 this year um, with Shell V-Power. Um, he's he's driving for a Logitech-branded team. Um, you know, Tickford Racing, they've got four cars as well. They've got Richard Hampstead mm-hmm. um, and Ethan Warren as well, um, as well, well as Cam, Cam Waters and, and Jack LeBrock. Yeah. Um, and then there's... Um, <laughs> Team 18, who have also got its drivers like uh, driver lineup as well. So they've got um, Cooper Webster uh, yeah. lining up alongside Scott Pye. Um, I saw he did a little stream today. I have to go back and check it later. It was a little bit of a warm up for the E Series. The first stream yeah. I've seen him do in a long time um, as well. So he's going. Cooper Webster is going to be driving the the Irwin Racing uh, Commodore with um, Winterbottom just you know handing over the keys. <laughs> We talked about it last week, um, wanting the, the, the pros and the all-stars to drive together. Mm. Um, I'm just reading the Matt Stone press release a little bit more in depth to try and get some in, the interesting information here. Gilliam is uh, who's racing for them, yeah. uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but they're saying that Kostecki will be racing with him in the Enduro for the Bathurst Enduro. Okay, so, so they must be racing together. They must be with us. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Which, that's cool. Which is going to be interesting. What do they do with Shell V, v- Power? Is Scotty going to come back as the as the co-driver because they've only got Maybe. one All Star guy? They'd have to have that planned and out already. Have Have they announced? I was going to say I don't think they've announced because obviously last time they ran the E Series, we saw stars. appearances from like Lando and stuff like that. So I wonder if, if any any drivers will be popping over. I assume they'll announce that probably in the first the 24 hours leading up, which is pretty much now. So in the next yeah. 24 hours, you'll, you'll hear it. But if you watch the Cash Converters E-Series trailer that they've been putting and flashing around every all the ad, uh, it does heavily go into last year and the year before's wildcard entries. So yeah. you, you don't push that hard at the wildcard entries unless you've got some up your sleeve. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. 
Yeah. And then uh, finally, you've got um, Jaden Ojeda uh, teaming up with Sam Blacklock as well in the Swift uh, Swift X Bitcoin looking car. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I struggled with, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. Like I said, um, it, we've got some, I guess, the news is Aussie car Formula V's next, that tomorrow night are getting shifted forward 10 minutes to make way for the E-Series. So Chaz can race in the, the V's and then jump straight over for the E-Series. So uh, keep an eye out for that one. But um, yeah, it, it, uh, I just love the fact that Chaz is going to be rushing straight from Formula V's into um, <laughs> V8 E-Series. E- uh, sorry, yeah, the E-Series practice. <laughs> She couldn't be any more different kind of cars as well. So, especially when they're going from the ring to to an oval of like the, was it Daytona the first one or something like that? I don't know. Uh, Charlotte is it? I think it's Charlotte. It might be Charlotte. Yeah. Either way, it's a super speedway from from the ring. So, um, anyway, let's move into Aussie car news, which is the hill climb got announced officially. What's happening with that? Have you got the details on that? Yeah, so uh, Ira's announced that there's going to be a hill climb. Uh, it's going to be called Aussie Car's first annual race to the clouds. So it's free to enter and it's broadcast live on SimSpeed TV, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so this is going to run on Wednesday, the 8th of September, which is iRacing's week 13 um, anyway. Yeah. So 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Like you said, it's uh, free to enter, but you do have to fill in an entries form, which you can find in the Aussie Car Discord. Um, and probably on the Aussie Car Facebook page or their website as well. So there's um, a few different classes, and you can enter as many as you want. There's the Formula V open setup. There's the Formula Skip Barber open setup. There's the fixed VW Beetle light setup. And then there's an open rally car um, setup uh, class, which will involve the VW, the Ford Fiesta, um, and the Subaru, Subaru WRX. Um, so there'll be some seeding runs. So on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday from six till nine on Monday and Tuesday, and then six till seven on Wednesday. Um, and you must set at least one qualifying time to qualify for the finals. Um, the finals will be one timed run. And then each X that you get throughout that run will add two seconds to your overall time. And the way they'll do it is they'll start with the slowest um, to the fastest qualifier and cars will get released at 30 second intervals. And, and basically there'll be some race control, um, and with the cars being released at 30 second intervals from slowest to fastest, if there's any cars that get caught on the track, they've got to give way basically immediately. So you yep. don't want to be getting caught by the car behind you. So yeah, that's no. going to be pretty cool. I haven't entered yeah. it myself yet. Still deciding if it's my kind of thing. Um, but definitely it's going to be cool to watch and something different for sure. So yeah, definitely It'd be interesting to see if like that's one very good use for, for the hill climb already. So yeah. And that and the and the box derby is is some cool ways to to get around it. So yeah, anyway, that wraps up the news. So we'll go into uh, CD Simtography, bringing us the results. So go over check out Clayton Davies, uh, Simtography on Facebook. Uh, get some dirt photos done, and even ask him if you want to do some road photos. He does some amazing photos. I still can't believe some of the stuff he pulls out of where he when he shows us puts in our folder just randomly for us um yeah they just yeah really atmospheric really good stuff so go check out cd simtography we'll bring you the race results right now and we will head to that one we mentioned before aussie car formula v's now what happened in the aussie formula v's mate what was the result in yes so unfortunately i haven't even had a chance to watch this um this week just been too busy um but race one saw chas mostert uh the bloke we were talking about not too long ago chuck it on pole 
um, ahead of Joseph De Jesus and Cameron Dance. And that is the way they finished in the race of race one as well. So uh, Mostert one, De Jesus two, and Cameron Dance three. Lee Partridge fourth, and Reese Gardner, Southpaw racer, rounding out the top five with Nathan Verney, Michael Skurlock, Aaron Freund, uh, Aaron Guintini and Sean McKenzie rounding out the top 10. So there were some big movers throughout the field. Stuart Crawford, 28th up to 14th. Vic Van Velzen having a really, really good run at the moment of solid results, uh, 29th up to 15th. Ira Feldberg, uh, league owner himself, 34th up to 16th. Uh, Callum Heinrich, another good result for him as well, really starting to um, come along in leaps and bounds at the moment in the Formula V, which is good. 30th up to 17th. Yeah, he was uh, extremely happy with the first top 10, uh, top 20 in uh, Aussie car. So well done, Cal. Yeah. Only just started picking up the sim not long ago. So Yeah. For, uh, Philip Howe, 36th up to 20th. Paul Ward, 37th up to 21st. Leon Williams, 35th up to 22nd. Um, were your big major movers. Uh, race... Bernie, though, give him a shout out. 12th to 6th. Like, he, he's in 12th. He doesn't have a huge amount of spots to go. Yep. Went up to six, beats Gurley himself. So very well done. Yeah. Uh, race two saw uh, much of the same, actually, yes. with Chaz Mostert chucking it on pole again and going from first to first um, and going for the double uh, and almost clean sleep, sweeping the night, really, because he came first in race one, had a 0x, and then first in race two, had the 0x bonus, had the fastest lap bonus, and had the pole bonus. He just missed out on the fastest lap in race one to basically get the maximum points you could get from a round. So wow. pretty stuff from Chaz. Uh, he finished ahead of Cameron Dance, who managed to get himself up to second, but not starting in third this time, starting in wow. 20th. So a massive run by Cameron Dance to get up there and finish in uh, second spot. And Joseph DeJesus, again, uh, rounding out the podium positions. Jake Kostecki uh, finishing in fourth. Um, That's his best finish so far for Aussie Car so far. It, it might be his first finish inside the top 10, to be honest. I don't even remember him being up there yeah. in the top 10. I think he's had a pretty uh, wretched run and um, yeah. might, maybe he's been, had a few talking tos from Chaz. Like, Mate, you've got you to gotta sort this sort of Formula V thing out. <laughs> What's going exactly. on? Exactly. Don't worry uh, about the E-Series, mate. <laughs> Formula V Aussie Car is where it's at. That's right. Uh, Reese Gardner, fifth. Uh, Kirk Broadhurst up for sixth. Mikey Harlan, seventh. Michael Skurlock, uh, uh, eighth. Ryan Howe, ninth. And Aaron Freund in tenth. Uh, your big movers in this race, Aaron Guentini, 32nd up to 12th. Stafford Marsland, 29th up to 14th. And they're probably no. your, your biggest movers. Oh, and no, Reese Gardner, 24th <laughs> up to 5th. And also, obviously, Cameron Dance, 20th up to second. And Ryan Howe, well. 28th up to ninth. Yeah. Um, some amazing runs in the top 10. Like I said, we don't usually see that in the top 10. Like, it's you people, the top 10 is usually, you know, roughly about where people stay and, and you know, the action happens down the back. But, you know, that's some really big moves for 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 that one. So The awesome well thing we can talk about now as well is the fact that we've got this beautiful looking spreadsheet up and running from the boys uh, in the Lockdown Lads Discord. And now we can even see who uh, won the actual round. So Chaz Mostert scored Obviously. 106 points this week and uh, Joseph Jesus 97 and Cameron Dance 94. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on this when there's more mixed up results to see who actually managed yeah, who actually to um, take out the most points yeah, from yeah. the race. So if we uh, head over to the championship points now, um, we can see that uh, Joseph DeJesus has taken a pretty commanding lead 
out in front on 349 points with Cameron Dance in second place on 317th and Chaz Moster on 309. Uh, fourth place, Ryan Howe. Fifth, Michael Skurlock. Sixth, Lee Partridge. Seventh, Simon Clayson. Eighth, Nathan Verney. Ninth, Kirk Broadhurst. And Reese Gardner rounding out your top 10. There you go. Look at that. Over in the, the uh, Road to 2K, you can see Ryan Howe in first place from Simon Clayson in second. He is currently 22 points behind. Aaron Guintini uh, is uh, currently on the podium, just seven points clear of Aaron Fryn uh, on 206 points with Rick Berger and then a, a three-way tie for six with Callum Heinrich, Matthew Guintini and Vic Van Veltsen all on 195 points. Dennis Hancock and Ray Oliver taking out the top 10 over there. What and a some, cool little spreadsheet. That's awesome. Well done. And some good news. Locked on lads, 578 points. Currently have a 67-point lead in the team's championship in the Formula V after falling just one point short last season. Uh, they are ahead of Alpha Racing Team, Chill Out, Motorsport, Chill Out Motorsports, rather. Aussie Car Racing Team, Red, Orico Racing, uh, Top 5. Uh, Aussie Car Racing Team Blue 6th, AM Racing, Locked On Black Sheep Racing, Fusion Sim Racing, and I, Locked On iRacing News and Results podcast rounding out your top 10 in the team's championship. That is awesome work. Well done, all involved. What a good series. Um, if you haven't watched it, Wednesday night, SimSpeed TV, 7.30, probably now 7.15 because of the E-series. But anyway, go check it out. <laughs> Uh, so let's go on to Sunday Night Lights now. Unfortunately, Alex has been super busy and he's a super nice bloke, so we'll cover it for him this week. Uh, do you want to take it away, Braden, and tell us what happened in that, that race that you did so well at on the weekend? Yeah, so um, obviously Sunday Night Lights headed to Imola, uh, being an official series uh, run on Sunday night. And uh, the turnout was not too bad. The strength of the field was 36 uh, 76 for the top split race. Um, it was a few notable names missing, people like Lug- Ludwig Gidi um, and um, Liketa um, and a few others uh, were not there, but some of the big guns like Corey Lean, the leading ANZ driver, and Julian Afray, uh, George Maddock, Nathan Wade, um, and a few others obviously uh, managed to turn out. Uh, we saw James Chastanov's first foray into the top split race. Um, and he was at a different position that he normally is at. Is, that, is he okay, the poor guy? Oh, he wasn't okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the race uh, kicked off. Julian O'Frey chucked it on pole, um, as he so often has been doing lately, uh, and broke away in a bit of a three-car pack with Corey Lean and I believe it was George Maddock. Um, and had a, had a pretty good race up front, which left some of us back behind uh, fighting for the scraps. There was a bit of um, a spin around um, and some incident on the first lap going into turn one, as you can expect, people jostling for positions. Um, myself and Chasty managed to fight our way through that. Um, I think Chasty qualified around ninth or tenth. He was a, a eighth or ninth, sorry. He was one spot ahead of me who qualified tenth. Um, he... Managed to get through with myself, and we made it through that first lap until coming into turn one in lap two. Uh, I think Chasty, Mitchell Nichols, and it might have been Kawabe-san, uh, Gael Kawabe, uh, who unfortunately was collected when uh, Chasty and Mitchell Nichols, I think, kind of both went for the same piece of real estate. Uh, Mike, Mitchell Nichols 
was sort of veering over to the left and Chasty was kind of veering over to the right. And I'm not sure if they really knew each other were there and they made some uh, pretty heavy contact. And that was the end of the night for Chasty, unfortunately, in his first uh, first run at um, Sunday Night Lights. Um, the good thing for me was it took out a few people that I was kept competing with and actually managed to get All a little about, bit of luck once. So for once, uh, Chasty was having the bad luck and I was having the good luck, which was a nice turn of events from what's been happening in the, the skippies yeah. lately. Um, so the final standing saw uh, our first ANZ driver to win a top split race in quite a few seasons, uh, Corey Lean taking the win from Julian O'Frey and George Maddock. Uh, Nathan Wade, Axel Valero, myself, Braden Martin, Takumi Yamoto, Loris Amadio, who was involved in an incident early in the race, Tobias Ritt and Dimitri Filipides rounding out your top 10. Justin Watt and Vasco Sorovsky fighting for those final two um, points positions in the top split. Um, so it's good to see some ANZ drivers scoring some points from the top split. The second split saw Lawson Bandini take a win away from Akira Nakajima and our very own uh, Locked On lad Nathan Verney and Matthew Mites finishing in third and fifth, scoring SNL points in the top split race. Uh, sorry, second split race. Uh, split three saw SNL stalwart Mark Jeffrey take out the win. Say, I'm looking down. I'm like, there he is again. Look at him. He's just everywhere. So that was great to see Mark uh, take pole and also take the win in split three. Um, some familiar names, uh, Federico Bonazza, Gerald Draper, um, getting the podium positions and someone I've had many a b- battle with and listened to many argument about um, in many skiffy races, Zach Northern finishing down in 13th position. Um, Adria Hernandez uh, took out the fourth split race. Um, with Andreas Martinez and Michael Leach rounding out your podium positions for split four. Um, but if we turn ourselves to the points for SNL now, uh, we can see that Ludwig Giedi still holds the top position now that some people are starting to get some drop rounds. Um, he's on 228. Julian O'Frey is taking that silver medal at the moment with 209. And ANZ's leading driver, Corey Lean, is for, uh, jumped up from fourth up into the third place position on 204. Uh, Giuseppe Tiellini, or Tiellini is fourth. Myself has managed to crack into the top five um, at the moment. Um, and I think I have a zero-point scoring round in that that um, as well. So I think I've got a few points I can gain still you have uh, there. Um, Mitchell Nichols, Manuel Laqueta, George Maddock, and Mark Jeffrey and Vasco Sorovsky round out your top 10. So good to see a couple of Aussies in the top five, one of them being myself, yep. which is nice. Well done. Well done. Let's move over to Aussie car, Formula Skip Barber. So we went to Imola last week. Uh, we... You had a race, and the winners were, I'm uh, just trying to bring it up now, Alex McKellar in race one, James Chastanoff came second, Ben Snell came third, Braden Martin, some some flog gate, got fourth, uh, Alex John, the other Alex, got fifth, uh, Nathan Verney came into sixth, uh, Nathan, uh, John Schultz into seventh, Russell Clark into eighth, uh, Sean Doyle ninth, and... A very strong effort from Timothy Harris in 10th, or we call him Katie in the Discord. So uh, you have to hop in the Discord and find out about that. 
But well done all. Fastest lap went to Ben Snell. Uh, he actually got a lap in and and didn't zero. Uh, got didn't didn't. Um, I think I remember us checking or chatting in the Discord afterwards. Um, I think he might have done a lap that was actually a second quicker than that lap yes. that he got the got the best lap with, but it was obviously a, an extra lap. So he obviously and had I a do plenty believe of pace. He was about half a second quicker than everyone else on the track with that. <laughs> the one that was actually counted. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well very fast. Uh, so then somehow we get um, race two to sort, um, and then we can do the race two results. I'm only just learning this spreadsheet. Can you do it for me? I've already done Legend. it. <laughs> there we go. I'm trying to move things around. It's going to, to, yeah, anyway. Ben Snell, first. Russell Clark, second with the fastest lap of the race. Uh, James Shastanov from pole position, unfortunately, finished third, but can keeps his um, championship uh, position perfectly in place, which is, I think, what he was after. Uh, John Schultz, ninth up to fourth. Well done. Uh, Alex McKellar, we'll talk about it now, I guess. Second to fifth. Had a bit of a moment coming down the hill into 16-17. Yeah, Revats um, one. Yeah, and it, so it looks like his steering just goes right left really quickly he reckons he had a suspension fail and then reattach itself but either way it was right in the braking area on the downhill the downhill section which once it came back he was not going to stop that car and did well yeah, basically to it, fence. it basically just dragged him onto the grass in the middle of yeah. his braking and then once he was on there it was just straight on it was it was really weird because obviously i was in that pack that was right behind him and and you know alex isn't going to well, not normally going to make a mistake of, you know, having the wheel that far over onto the grass that when he yeah. breaks, it's going to send him straight on. So we were all, I thought he must have been hit. I, I honestly just assumed he'd been tapped from behind, maybe got a little bit of net code that sped him up and pushed him onto the grass or something. And then, yeah, it wasn't until we saw the video in the Discord later on that we saw this, yeah, the his wheel just basically turn like 90 degrees right or further than 90 degrees right and then straight back to straight in, a, in an instant. Um, yep. It was a very strange one, not something I've I've ever seen before. Having said that, in the SNL race, I thought I saw the same thing happen to someone again, um, but I forgot to save the replay and actually go back and see what happened. So every time I was coming down to Ravatsa 1 from that <laughs> moment on, I was just freaking out, thinking it was going to happen to me as well. So Yeah, it became the hairpin um, at Long Beach all of a sudden. Yeah. So don't go too close to the curve, you'll be inside of the space. So. That's right. Um. Yeah, so well done. For, it was a good comeback. To watch it, like, he lost a lot of time then and, and really did fall back well, so well done there. But uh, Sean Doyle, uh, sixth. Tim Corn, a very strong effort to come in seventh. Matthew Mites, eighth. Jeremy Bush, a very strong effort to come in ninth. And Sean McKenzie in tenth. Now, that the biggest movers, I guess, from that one, we didn't do the biggest moves from the last one, but Sean McKenzie, 21st up to 10th. Um, I, I do think, even though it's, it's high up, Jer, uh, Tim Court, 13th to 7th, was a really strong effort. Um, 20, uh, that's about it. Most people hung around the same spot, I guess. I can't see any other big movers there. So, anyway. Let's so, yeah. move. It was interesting to note uh, Ben and Chasty actually tied on 97 championship points from this round. Um, so yep. after everything um, in terms of uh, the distance between Ben and, and Chasty, it stayed the same, but obviously um, he was able to gain a few extra points on, on Alex. So we can go and have a look at the championship standings. 
Yeah, so that is that was a Ben Snell, James Shadowsoff, Alex McKellar in for the round results. So, so yeah, you go for it. Oh, I was just going to say the season standings uh, now see uh, James Chastanoff first spot, uh, three hundred and eighty-eight points uh, from Alex McKellar and the other Alex, Alex John. <laughs> Uh, in third spot. Now, Chasty has a 56-point lead over the field. So if he can get through this round safely, he can almost just turn up and yeah. and hold on to the championship. So this week's a big, big, uh, big week for him. And it's an enduro, so oof, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, top split racing in second and third with Alex McKellar on 332, Alex John 316. But then Matthew Mites. For a second there, I thought he was going to be sat holding on to third, but he didn't quite do it, so he's dropped down to fourth. Sean Doyle and John Schultz taking out fifth uh, on 313. It's so close here. Like, Russell Clark uh, on in seventh. Sorry, Russell Clark in... Seventh? Yeah, seventh it is. Is 308, so he's eight points away from third. That is the closest we've seen that sort of pack for a long time up the top there. So uh, Nathan Verney's a few further back then in eighth. Um, Tim Harris in ninth. Ben Snell in tenth. That's what brings out. And you're sitting there in eleventh, mate. I thought you were tenth. You must have just dropped back a bit. So bad luck. You're getting there. Better than the twenty fourth or whatever you started. Yeah, not much. It doesn't feel much better. I won't lie. <laughs> so that brings the road to two k. So Jeremy. Bush locked on Black Tip Racing's leading the road to 2K at the moment with 262, even after I punted him at Catalonia. Uh, so that's a very strong effort there. 10 points back to Locked On. Uh, locked On, I don't know which team he is, but Locked On lad, uh, Locked On Racing's Tim Court, 252. Myself is somehow in third. I don't believe that, but I'm holding <laughs> down third again. Uh, Darren Lasso in fourth, uh, just two points behind me. One point back to Leon Williams. Clayton Davies is slightly further back. Craig Kerman uh, and then Ashley Knowles, Simon Dobner and Brady Baldwin because he missed last week. The the championship leader uh, dropped out a tenth in one round just because he missed a round. So. I'll tell you what, for the Roots 2K, it's going to be a good finish to the season oh, with Jeremy awesome. and Tim fighting for that first spot and then with yourself, Darren and Leon and Clayton and Craig fighting for that third position um, trophy. But I'll tell you what, it's pretty cool. Wait. With the way the mid pack is going, you can easily lose twenty to thirty points on the field in one race. Yeah, hundred so percent. It's and you know, so Tim's had two bad races at um, like it, all of those people can say they've had a really bad round. So you know, it's it's one of those things. Consistency is going to see it out to the end. So let's go to the team championships. We're locked on podcast news and results. Yourself and James Chastanoff holder. Slender six-point lead over Top Slip Racing. Uh, and then further back to third is Locked On Podcast Interviews, which uh, is Matthew Mites and Nathan Verney. Well done, 600 points. Uh, good 17 points ahead of Van Diemen Racing uh, and then about another 11 points back to White Knuckle Racing. Locked On Lads, the Man Cave Podcast in five, 132 points in sixth. Black Sheep Racing's Locked On version is in seventh, equal with Aussie uh, Aussie Car Racing Team, and then the Locked On Lads Road to 2K team is in ninth, and High Octane Sim Sports round out the 10. So well done, everyone involved in Aussie Car Formulas here, Barbers. Now, 
I lost the audio for Carl this week, unfortunately. So he's got no wrap-up of Van's car, unfortunately. Uh, so sad. Too bad. Move on. Uh, no, here's Carl with you with a roundup of Anne's car this week. He does mention my name a lot. It is bad. So take it away, Carl. Hello, chaps and chapettes, and welcome to the Anne's car wrap-up here on Locked On iRacing. I am, as ever, Carl Withy. And with iRacing updated on Monday, the truck series was put off by a week, meaning... I will bring you all the news and action from the race next week. However, the thunder crapped back into action on Wednesday night, along with the final round of the Hanscar Cup regular series, both held at the famous Daytona track. So let us start off with the thunder. The first race of the Xfinity series saw a few new and old faces return, one being Mr. Pil Peter Wilco Wilkinson and myself driving in the race due to FGM eCar Studio revamp, meaning no race coverage this week. Possibly for the best for the two aforementioned drivers, uh, that not being covered. The ever-fast super speedway of Daytona brought us some fantastic drafting action in the low-drag Xfinity cars. It was Scott Griffiths taking pole milliseconds ahead of Damon Stockton in P2. Lockton's own Wilco took a solid P10 for his first start, however his race would end with a swipe to the wall early on on lap 2, the tricky track catching him out unfortunately and bringing out the first caution. A few cars decided to enter pit lane but the majority kept it out on the road. The race would settle down and we would get 22 laps of green flag running. Of course, two wide pack action. Aggression started to rise and a choice to go free wide ended up in disaster bringing out the yellow, allowing everybody to get into pit lane for their final fuel stop. The race would remain green until lap 51, where some numpty called Carl Withy in the 65 would lose the rear end of his car running in P5 and cause the big one, taking out half the field including current champion Hamish Gallagher. Although he caused the wreck, somehow he kept the car alive and managed to limp home. Aggression would ramp up as the race came to an end as a huge wreck came, with the front runners taking out a number of cars with a few on their roofs. The green-white checker would come out and a photo finish would see Dave Douglas taking the win after Thomas Martin passed under the yellow line, taking the win in name but getting a penalty, pushing him back to P2 on his debut. Still a fantastic result. Matty Raymond came home in third, with newcomer Luke G uh, Gregson coming home in fourth, and Norman Clark in P5, with myself limping home in P12 at the end. Uh, enough said about that. This is why I keep in the commentary booth. Next, we headed to the final round of the regular cup season, the final race before the chase. It would be a Mitch Motorsport front row, with Martin taking pole over Gallagher. The cup cars would settle into a single line formation, as the outside line did not seem to work for these vehicles. We would get our first caution after 11 laps as Douglas dipped below the apron, causing a checkup behind him and a large accident. This brought the field into pit lane for fuel, and all but Paul Jackson would stay out. He would stick it out and for a counter strategy and keep the lead for most of the race. For the first round of green flag pit stops though he would drop back. With five laps to go we would see a large wreck in the MIG pack. Douglas would tap the wall and hit Traher spinning the car out. This would lead us to a last lap shootout. 
Barry Neal and Neil Pearson would make contact on the back straight, taking out a gaggle of cars. This meant that the man, the myth, the guy we always seem to end up talking about on this podcast somehow, Ryan Jones, would take a fantastic victory, sliding sideways across the line as Neil Pearson tried his best to stop him from winning, coming home in second. Josh Micklemore would end up in third, fourth for Joshua Carroll Walden and fifth for Edward Foster. This meant that Josh Micklemore would take the regular season title by just four points over Pearson in second, but importantly locking in his top spot for the chase with that extra bonus point. Third place in the chase is Gallagher, fourth for Skurlock, fifth for Martin, sixth for Foster, seventh for Andrew Dyson, eighth for Danny G, ninth for Luke Traher, 10th, we have joint place for Carol Walden and Matty Raymond. Yes, we have 11 drivers in the chase this year because of that P10 joint points position. The replay of this race can be found over on my personal page, uh, that of Screezilla, S-K-R-E-E-Z-I-L-L-A, um, as I recorded it, as the FGM eCar studios were down due to being moved to a new location. Regular programming will be resumed next week, however, on FGM eCast, where you can catch round one of the third season of the trucks from Fontana, round two of the Thunder series at Darlington, and of course, the first round of the Cup Chase and the throwback round of the series at Darlington. Can the Welsh wonder, Mr. Mickey Skurlock, take out his third race win of the Big Four and claim a fantastic prize. Make sure to join us on FGM Ecast to find out. And as always, a big thank you to Locked On Lads and Locked On iRacing, your best source for Aussie online sim racing action. Back to you guys. Thanks for that, Carl. Hopefully I do a little bit better at Donington this week. No, it's Darlington. Um, look, hopefully, yeah, Anscar doing some good stuff there. Go check it out. Uh, go check their Facebook page out, Anscar. They're doing really good stuff. Uh, so now we've got a new, new, new race to cover. So Kyle's helping us out with uh, the V IndyCar, which is the driversclub.net.au. Go over there if you want to do some racing very cheap package for a year and some good racing so Kyle Kyle's got a really good wrap-up of the V IndyCar so take it away Kyle thanks guys round four of the driversclub.net.au V IndyCar series headed to the infield of Charlotte tackling the rarely used Legends road course long which features an interesting configuration which sees the competitors actually race along the ovals pit lane the circuit provides some flowing aspects along with sections resembling a street circuit. A contrast to the previous rounds outing at USA Speedway where turning left was the theme. For those new to the format of IndyCar, we run a 15 minute open qualifying for points, a 5 minute race, a 10 minute race and a 20 minute race with a forced pit stop. Qualifying and all races are worth equal points and every race is a complete reverse grid providing an opportunity for everyone to grab some points over the night. Qualifying got underway and it was a hunt for a draft right from the get-go. P1 chopped and changed frequently for the first 10 minutes but eventually saw a top 5 pace syndicate lockout with Kyle Stevens taking pole, closely followed by Jackson Callow and Miles Bond with only two tenths separating them all. It takes us to race 1 with a 5 minute dash with a complete reverse grid. Scott Perrins found himself on pole after the grid reversal and must have been feeling the field breathing down his neck into T1. After everyone somehow made it through the turn one or two complex without contact, Perrins found himself already swamped by Adam Neal, John Schultz and Craig Anspach. A few corners later, Schultz looped it on cold tyres and Anspach followed suit in reaction, leaving Adam Neal out on his own by a country mile. 
And that's how it stayed for the rest of race one. Adam taking the win comfortably, followed by Miles Bond and James Ruwalt. After race one, Miles Bond had a points lead on 37 points, with Kyle Stevens and James Ruwalt right behind him. On to the 10 minute race two. Once again, Scott Perrins found himself on pole and in the firing line of the field. It didn't last long though, as the tanked SRT duo of Anspatch and Bowden had blown by him by the first corner. John Schultz again struggled on cold tyres and binned his early P3 at turn 5, putting it into the wall. Lap 2 saw Bowden and Ansvatch tangle with each other, costing them P1 and P2, surely making for some interesting chit-chat in the team comps. Jackson Callow went on to inherit the lead. Kyle Stevens came into round 4 in hope of maintaining his series lead. It wasn't to be the case as a lap 3 brain fart caused him to grab a low gear after an overtake, resulting in a turn 2 pile-up, which also involved his teammate Dave Roberts. A theme was developing as drivers continuously knocked themselves out of a podium position. Adam Cannell was the next to suffer such fate. But it was clean sailing for Jackson Callow who went on to take the race 2 win, with Bond and Ruolt following behind continuing their solid points haul for the night. After race 2, Miles Bond was a few points clear of James Ruolt, with Callow in at 3rd. We then moved on to the 20 minute final race for the night, race 3, with a forced pit stop. Adam Neal started off from pole for this one and took the early jump, catching the majority of the pack sleeping. T1 saw Dave Roberts tag the back of Stevens in what could only be described as karma. Anspatch was ran a little wide into T1 by Perrins, which left the door open for Cannell. It seems that Craig was unaware of Adam on the inside as he cut across the nose, resulting in four drivers being tangled together, costing them dearly. Meanwhile, Neal was long gone and looking to repeat his race one dominance. A keen battle between Bond and Ellen Bogan was developing for third place. It was short-lived as Ellen Bogan ran wide onto turn two, just enough to catch the tyre wall. Jackson Callow did the exact same thing a lap later, which put him further down the field. From there on, it was a matter of hot lapping for most of the field, as everyone was waiting for the pit window to open. Stevens had somehow worked his way back up to fourth position after the early incident with Roberts. Trying to get the overlap, he was the first to pit in. By lap 7, Roberts had caught Neil, and a turn 1 lockup gave Roberts the opportunity he was looking for, making quick work of the overtake for the lead. Later that lap, Adam would lose another position to Bond as the field was catching up fast. Roberts dove into the pits on lap 9, Bond taking over the lead. Roberts rejoined the field in P4, setting himself up well for the rest of the race. Bond and Neil took their stops a lap after, Bond exiting the pits some 2 seconds behind Roberts. Stevens' early pit paid off as he flew by Neil as he was exiting the pits, moving him up into 3rd. It was all pretty uneventful for the next few laps, but that was soon a change. Roberts had his fuel calcs completely wrong and ran out with a lap to go. Bond, Stevens and Neil all moved up a place. It wasn't the only drama though, as Stevens suffered his second brain fart for the night, which saw him miss the last corner and drive through the pit entry. Ultimately cost him a 40 second penalty, relegating him back to P7 for the race. Major hit to his championship. All that aside, Miles Bond took out a convincing win, with Adam Neal and Jackson Callow filling the podium. A big night for Pace Syndicate, locking out every podium for the night. The final round standings were Miles Bond taking away a very useful 76 series points. Jackson Callow took the second step on the podium with 71 points, and James Rewalt proving consistency still pays with 69 points in P3. Miles Bond now holds a 15 point series lead over Kyle Stevens with two rounds to go. Tanked SRT's Rob Bowden is sniffing at the second position though with only four points behind Stevens. Next round we head to Lanier for some short track oval racing, should prove interesting once again. Just a reminder that anyone can still come along and join in this series, head to www.driversclub.net.au and sign up. $10 gets you a yearly membership to all of our races. Thanks again and back to the Locked On Lads. 
thank you for that call. It's um, really, really well done, and I look, I look forward to hearing more about uh, from the the both the V8s and the Vs, and any other thing, any other races you got coming up in the future. So he'll be a permanent fixture here. So thank you very much for that. Now I've done this really bad. Sorry, run your gear and all kinds of different stuff in a row. We we did this really poorly, but that's okay because now we're going to go to Ozpass, and it's brought to you by Tim Harris. So Tim Harris has uh, had another good result again. So let's hear how he went in Ozpass. Take it away, Tim. G'day guys, Tim here, bringing you coverage from this week's round of the OzPass Pro-Am Sim Series, apparently brought to you by CTC, Computer Technology Corporation, Sim, SimRigs.com, HJ Plant Repairs, Phoenix Smokers, and 93PC. Uh, so this week we're up to round number 8 of the 12 round series, which is a 70 minute enduro round at the Belle Isle Detroit Grand Prix track been a 70 minute race around the tight street circuit keeping it off the walls and uh, bringing it home at the end of the 70 minutes was on everyone's mind however that didn't stop everyone from charging uh, with the qualifying being a very hard fought affair with 47 drivers on track at once with 20 minutes to set their best lap time and as expected our usual season protagonists in Shane Van Gisbergen would lead the way with a 127.5 followed closely by Danny Davison, Jack Boyd, Jack Wittes, Ross Rizzo, Jeff Connell the returning fast throw driver Andrew Dyson, Matt Cartleone, Luke Turner and Mitchell Bolton rounding out the top 10. The fastest of the amateur drivers for qualifying was Lachlan Capel with a 128.2 carrying on his form from the previous two rounds. As the field took the green it was a rather controlled start by most drivers with the field getting away cleanly and for the most part through the first lap without causing any problems. However in an unusual fashion Shane Van Gisbergen uh, said in the fastest lap of a 127.6 for the race on lap number 4. Unfortunately undid himself as he came through turn number 2 with a slight contact of the wall which is all it took over the bump and undulation creating damage to his Lamborghini GT3 car which would see him fall back through the field. As the seas parted Jack Boyd and Danny Davison in the BMWs would find themselves at the front of the field for the majority of the race. It was at this point however where the drivers would need to find out whether they wanted to take the opportunity to try and go for a two-stop race or a three-stop race with fuel being extremely tight for a two-stop race. However some drivers were keen to try and make that work. Our leading two-stop driver being Luke Turner who drove his BMW very, very conservatively, uh, often up to a second off the pace, using all his skill to try and maintain his advantage from the two-stop strategy and having uh, a few laps at the front, all the while trying to navigate traffic to try and maximise his fuel save whilst maintaining on-track pace. However, after an unfortunate incident for Danny Davison on pit entry, it would appear that Jack Boyd was able to maintain the the full pace and use the three-stop strategy to his advantage and run to the finish line first, completing 47 laps and holding a 10-second advantage over second place Matt Cartleone with Jeff Connell in third and Ross Rizzo, the former, having 
a great battle through the last laps with traffic coming into play. Luke Turner being the first driver of the two stoppers uh, to come home in fifth over Andrew Dice. Next being Joshua Fitz, Scott Gray. In ninth place was our first amateur driver of Lachlan Capel, followed by Jack Wittes rounding out the top ten. Some absolute notable drives there. Maverick Benson from 26 on the grid up to 12th. And likewise, Michael Rosenblatt also running from 27th on the grid up to 14th. And Brandon Levin, 29th up to 16th position in the race. Also Brandon Levin running from 29th qualifying up to 16th in the race. With the difficulty of the course really showing up the difference between the amateur and the pro drivers with the pro drivers filling up the top 17 spots except for Lachlan Capel who managed to finish 9th and bringing home another top 10 and another solid result. However, honourable mention should be given to Dustin Fletcher for qualifying 28th and running up to 19th overall and 2nd in the amateur class in the Porsche 911. So with the unfortunate incident for Shane Van Gisbergen at the start of lap 5 there, that actually changed the top of the pro class points championship with Jack Boyd jumping into first place with a small margin over Shane Van Gisbergen the rest of the top five holding place of Ross Rizzo, Luke Turner, Jack Wittes, uh, and then followed out from sixth place of Scott Cray, uh, Joshua Fitt, Jeff Connell, Mitchell Bolton, and Paul Mansell moving up into the top ten. However, uh, with a drop round set to come into play uh, towards the end of the season, this could change things yet again. For the amateur class, Daniel Webster managed to hold on to his lead in the championship, albeit suffering some technical difficulties like his steering wheel disconnecting from his rig during the course of the 70-minute enduro, so surely one to forget for himself. Lachlan Capel, however, having another solid round, has moved himself up to second in the championship, overtaking Matt Andrews in the Porsche. Uh, Timothy Harris maintaining fourth with Daniel Cheney, uh, Matt Andrews' teammate in Texas Fitzy Motorsports, also bumping up into the five with Chris Sturdy moving down one into six. Again, in the team's championship, Boyd Racing made another step forward, moving up to the top of the team's championship with strong results for both Jack and Glenn Boyd. Injectors Online 2 Racing of Maverick Benson and Shane Van Gisbergen dropped from first into second. However, the gap is slender. With TechSense Fitzy Motorsport, Matt Andrews and Daniel Cheney holding out third position over Team Racing's Luke Turner and John Merritt. Team Ozpass moved up massively into fifth position with Matt Cartleone and Sam Lehman, both having great rounds. However, all that is put on hold for next week as the series moves to the Radical SR8 at the one and only Oran Park with some quick and nimble little cars which however unlike the GT3 cars do not have traction control and ABS so that should be a good show with two 20 minute sprint races on a tight condensed track. As usual be sure to catch all the action on FGM eCast from 7.45pm Eastern Standard Time on a Tuesday. Until then sit down, buckle up and go fast. Thanks. Thanks for that Tim. Now Braden, mate, what have you lined up? Well, actually before we go that, don't forget the sponsors that are helping us out. Go help them out. CD Syntography, Brewster.Coffee, 24-7 Race Control and driversclub.net.au. Really good people. I don't think I did a shout-out to 24-7 Race Control, so go check them out, especially if you need race control for your race series. They are the ones to do. Just go tell them they're doing a great job as well. 
Um, but Brain Mate, what do you got lined up for the week coming forward? Where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm sure I'll be jumping into a few um, officials for the Skippies where they line up nicely with uh, Aussie Car, which is the Nurburgring GP track this week, which um, I love. <laughs> I just really enjoy driving around there. It's a, a fun track to have a crack at. Um, so I'm sure I'll be doing um, some races there. Don't think I'm going to do an endurance series race this week, but you never know. Uh, what's going to happen so probably be streaming that if you want to catch uh, any of my streams you can catch me over at twitch.tv slash the one d wade uh getting a few subs here and there shout out to mcdad uh timbo from the discord for gifting a nice little sub to to mighty because he was whinging about having to watch ads now that i'm so big time you know um uh if you want to talk listen to me talk about anything else it should probably be me absolutely petrified about friday night's qualifying final in the australian rules afl uh that'll be at braden talks on twitter come on the mighty power yeah never heard of them uh (laughs) so if you want to follow uh my stuff i've got ann's car tomorrow night where i'll be petrified trying to not take out the whole field again uh, at Darlington, uh, so that'll be eight o'clock. The race starts. Stream will probably start around seven. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out on Locked On Lads on Twitch, Locked On Lads on Facebook, Locked On Lads YT will not be the stream, but it's where you can find the podcasts. Although the last couple aren't up there, I apologise for that. I will fix that up fairly soon. Um, but definitely go over there and check out our content. Look, full disclosure. I'm bidding for a new contract. I'm trying to go through record numbers of parcels at the moment for work. And I'm also trying to build a house and it's all coming together this week. So that's why everything's been slack on my end. But um, look, you can definitely, like I said, follow us. We've got Aussie car is always the big night Thursday night. I am trying to get some Friday stuff happening. Um, But yeah, look, maybe some officials this week, maybe some day streams if I can get away with it. Um, we'll, we will see. I've been actually doing stuff during the day, so like actually gaming during the day sometimes. So, you know, just got to press that button. But my phone keeps on ringing, so I'm like, ah, we'll see. But look, uh, since I know know the ring and I know how to drive it, it won't be too much for me to jump in and do an official this week. So, And obviously good practice for Thursday night where it's dur- enduro time. And look, that's that's my jam. You know that? I can drive on a smell of an oily rag so hopefully yeah. watch we'll go do a zero okay. stop in 50 minutes that's it 40 percent <laughs> tank whatever who cares don't keep going we clutch it all the way down all the hills but anyway uh so yeah definitely check out our sponsors check out our content thank you everyone who's reviewing and sharing and subscribing to the podcast you guys are legends um and yeah till next week have a great one and yeah we'll see you next week keep racing drive safe drive fast <laughs>